Uh, listen, this episode of the Golf Game Flip Podcast <laughs> on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live on in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from same game boosted parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. You bet 100 bucks. You get 100 bucks at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. And we also have the 57 bets challenge, $570 in cash and $570 gift card to the winner of our props contest. Get all of our info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in the Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 register at sportsgamepodcast.com slash big game. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the Waste Management Open uh, Betting Show. It's your boy, Boston Capital, with the God of Golf Self, Steve Shermer, and very special guest. Nice to have her back. And out of the cold, uh, Pamela Maldonado. <laughs> What's going on, Pam? How are you doing? I am still searching for Twitterless Steve's Twitter account. Still <laughs> Twitterless, I see. No Twitterless, yes. So you cannot be in 2023 and not have a Twitter account. It's just like... It's, it's, it's you. yeah, it's, he's, uh, listen, this is angle. It's funny. Like people know they're like, Oh, they'll like text me like, Hey, tell Steve this. I'm like, I don't, why, how am I the intermediary? Like this is bullshit. Like, yep. but, uh, and listen, yeah. So we have the, I, I don't run the golf gambling podcast, Twitter thing. Our, our, uh, our producer does that and he has a great job because he's much better at social media than I am. Uh, so I appreciate, uh, him. <laughs> yeah. I, and, 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 uh, con- uh, you know, contrary to the rumors through, I don't use, uh, I don't have used golf facts. Uh, that is actually the read family. I don't contribute to that either. <laughs> you know, just blowing up people's spots. So no, truly Twitterless Steve. So, but you know what? It's, it's, it's nice to kind of be on the sideline sometimes when I set my bets and everything, I can kind of just focus on that. I don't have to get, uh, you know, distracted by anything. My, my co-host might send me at one o'clock in the morning about some lean, you know, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice. So well, why don't we get right? To- I do, I, I do, I do no such thing. I'd never text. No, you definitely not. <laughs> so, well, yeah, Yo, you know what? I've actually tweeted something like that about how um, if you are somebody who likes to handicap your own sport, whether it's basketball, NBA, football, whatever it is, um, if you are somebody who likes to handicap, do your own research. Stay off of Twitter when you make your decisions yeah. because it really like gets you thinking. Like, oh, are they right and I'm wrong? Or, yeah. oh, well, maybe now I want, I'm interested in that wager when before you weren't. So yep. it just becomes a lot more like trust yourself. If you are somebody who handicaps your own stuff, trust yourself. And then after your bets have been placed, then you can go onto Twitter and see what's happening. But don't let Twitter decide. Don't let gambling Twitter help you decide on what you should be wagering on. Well, and, if well, you that, don't, yeah. and if you don't follow, if you don't do your own handicapping, then have a very select group of people that you follow and trust. Like I'm talking about like three to five max. Because yep. once you start adding like 10 and 12 and 20 and you got a whole list of people, well, they're going to get 10, 20 different responses and it's going to become very difficult. So follow mm-hmm. your same yeah. number. Yep. Yeah, I tell Steve, I, I tell Steve that like Monday morning, cause I'm in Florida, so it's not legal here. Right. So I stay off of Twitter Monday morning because everybody gets their fucking bets out before I can even, I probably have, odds posted on my local so like i i I don't go on twitter until probably like two o'clock in the afternoon on monday because Mm -hmm. i don't want to be influenced by anybody's bets the only there's there's one person who i want to know bets uh and i make sure not to bet that person well that's 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 the thing though the the guy well there's another guy who you want to know who doesn't bet too he picked the winner last week and if you didn't know who the hell this guy was maybe you would end up on justin rose but because i told you that uh 
you know, well, you're never going to get. I'm Justin never Rose. on Rose. Anti- anti- yeah, Justin Rose is canceled in the in the Capper <laughs> household. But uh, yeah, listen, like you're exactly right. Like if I never had heard of this show or this guy, I probably would have bet Justin Rose. But as soon as I bet that, I'm like, nope, cross him off. Can't do it. So, but you're right. There's only really two guys I try and look for. But you know what? Maybe the curse is broken. Maybe the guy, uh, the other one, might get it uh, this week. So why don't we transition to the Waste Manager Phoenix Open? So. Uh, so we, there's been a lot of discussion in the gambling community about how it's mostly just the top of the board hitting. It seems like ever since last year, when we kind of divided the golf world, um, I think something like three or like something like 30 of the last 34 events, nobody above 75 or all the winners which have been below 75 to one. It's kind of resembles a sport you cover, you know, tennis with men's tennis, where just mm-hmm. like you have a very clear defined top of the board there. Where, like when you come to like, you know, regular ATP tournaments or just grand slams, like there's really no point of betting a big long shot. So I guess this week though, Pamela, so we get everybody in this field. We have a lot of stars. There is a little bit of value down the card now with some decent names. Do you think that maybe that might open up the odds board where somebody maybe 60, 70, 80 to one? might win or do you think it's just gonna be top of the card again just like every other week and that's where you're gonna concentrate your bets for this week i like the top of the board i took one long shot but for me it's the top players and when especially this early into the season you're talking about the players who really don't have a lot of rhythm they haven't played maybe since like october they've closed out the year maybe they're playing on the euro tour there's a lot of we have the course rotation series so there's like a lot of nuances betting this early in the pga season i usually don't really like start firing full unit wagers until like i don't know i'm talking about like after may like after we have like six months of data of like consistency let's get rid of the team ones let's get rid of the group ones let's get rid of the course rotation ones like let's get rid of all the craziness sticks to uh, stuff that's like been consistent. And then I can start firing so early exact. on. I, I am exact. looking at the big names because these have been smaller fields. And so it is still four days of golf. And we've seen it before from players like Tony Finau or like Xander Shoffley. They just can't close out four rounds. Well, who can the best of the best because there's that good. So yeah, you compared it to tennis and there's, it's the same type of mind. It's the same type of betting mindset. I like the players with a strong mindset because they know how to play four full rounds of golf. And if they kind of like suck on day two, we saw it with John Rahm. He came back for like a 10 stroke from behind to win. Those players are capable. You can't have a random nobody do what John Rahm did. And that's why they're elite. Yeah. And I I mean, we, we talked about it with it was Sam it was Sam Ryder, right? He was the one with the lead. <laughs> we were texting about it. We were like, "So when does when does uh, when does uh, when does Rom catch Ryder? Is it uh, exactly. Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> what day?" Because no nobody, the books, nobody respected him. He was like, and nobody I knew would ever put a live bet on somebody like that. Like you said, listen, he's a nobody. I mean, he's still a great golfer, but I mean, you see right. this time and time and time again. Like mm-hmm. these guys gagging away. Great golfers gagging away. Morikawa gagged it away. He gagged the fucking five <laughs> exactly. shot lead away. You know what I mean? Like, never mind some stiff who's playing with fucking John Rom. And this is the first time he's ever been in contention. Like the nerves get you. Golf is such a mental game, and, we, and that's the that's the hardest part about handicapping a sport like this. Is like you have no idea what's going on between areas, and it is such a mental. Game like one thing goes wrong with these guys, and they can go on the bogey train real fast. Look at uh, who was it? Who who did it? Uh, at Kiriyama on Sunday, like he was in contention, and it was like ooh, just straight down the roller coaster after one bad hole, just couldn't could never recover. So because it's yeah, also it's a, four different days of golf, like 
the, no. the conditions are different. The weather is different. The Maybe you changed your bowl. I don't know. Like just things are changed. The elements yep. change through Definitely. four days of outdoor yep. activity. Yeah. So it becomes increasingly difficult. So, I mean, you, you obviously can't handicap little nuances like that. Yeah. But this is why in strong field events, it's usually a strong player that wins. That's yeah. So something just popped in my head, though. Like, you, let's go back to tennis for a second. Does that happen in tennis, too, where, like, just because it's a multi-day tournament, like, are there any variables that ever come into play, like, you know, two days after a guy played that changes 100%. maybe how he's different? Okay. Really? Absolutely. Especially in something like clay court season. Okay. Um, if it's during the day. I like players who have like a big spin on the ball, like Nadal. There's a reason why he's so good. If it's at night, if it's a hard court tournament, but it's at nighttime. So now the conditions are cooler. Well, the clay court player actually has a better chance now because it's not so hot and it's now the conditions favor him or there's a little bit of wind and that doesn't work well with uh, one-handed backhand players with one-handed one-handed players. So it's just like, yeah, elements do matter. I want to see what the weather is for that day, because especially in something like a major where it's a two week period of events, it changes every hour. <laughs> so Love it all, it all matters. Yeah. Capper seems like we could probably transition this podcast to a tennis podcast eventually, just because listen, I'm the resident agronomy expert. <laughs> I'm sure there's different types of clay and soil and grass types. Oh, I break that all down for you. It'd be, it'd be great. So well, we mentioned, yeah, we mentioned John Rahm and Rory. I mean, these guys are right at the top of their game right now. Uh, Rahm has won, I think four times in his last nine starts or so, or has won three times. So uh, I know how my co-host feels and, who uh, he picks between the battle of Rom versus Rory this week. Pamela, where do you fall on that? I guess, are you team Rom or team Rory this week? Give me team Rory. I am. Oh man. I have such an gross. opinion. So gross. Oh, so gross. Whatever. No, I love him. I love him. He's so good. And just like his smile. I don't know. He's just like a great personality. Rom's cool too, but <laughs> it's Rory. Like, I don't know. I, I always want to root for him. Um, He's number one on the official world golf rankings for a reason. And yeah, sure. John Rahm was last year. This is the year of Rory. I think he's fantastic and he's having a great season right now on the Euro tour. I mean, he leads the field off the tee in ball striking. I love him. There's not really much that separates him from Rom right now. Let's be honest. Like right. it really is so close. You have two. It's like talking about Nadal and Novak um, Djokovic who are, which surface is it? <laughs> it depends on the, it depends on the course. It depends on the court. And so it all comes into play and, uh, but that's going to matter, but no, I would a hundred percent take Rory in this spot because oh, we'll, we'll talk about him later. We'll talk about him later, Ooh, but okay. that is one of my, okay. okay. Spoiler. That is one of my matchups. That is one of my matchups. Ooh, we're going oh. to have an argument then. This is going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to go on mute and you guys no. are going to argue. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. There's been a lot of arguing this week on this podcast. And it's glad that I'm not going to be part of it. That's true. Yeah. 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 People said we were too bitchy towards each other on the preview show. <laughs> yeah. But you so. know what? We're all nice now. It was a nice day up in Rochester, New York. I went golfing today. I feel great now. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. You're golfing already. Yeah. It was 50 degrees I know. today. Yeah, on my lunch break, wow. uh, well, actually, I hope uh, my boss doesn't watch this, but no, on my lunch break, I just went to the drum range, <laughs> hit some balls for the first time. I'm going to be going to Florida next uh, next month, going to the Outer Banks in a couple months, we're doing some golf there. Guys, start shaking off the rust, you know? So I have a requirement. It has to minimum be like 80 degrees for me to go out. <laughs> to play what so i still need no. a couple i still need a few more weeks <laughs> min, min, min for me 38 that's usually fun. i 
I'll golf. I'll golf in forty-five. I'll golf oh in forty-five. Oh my god, y'all are yeah. crazy. I mean, it, you're out there. You're you're moving around. You're swinging. You get warm. You know what I mean? Like it, it now. The wind can really screw you up on that. It, for whatever reason, in Florida, it gets super windy. At least in Northeast Florida in the wintertime, which fucks with your golf game anyway. So you're now you're cold, miserable, and you don't know where the ball's going more than normal. <laughs> so it's it's extra frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So before we start making picks, uh, Pamela, why don't you go over a little bit about what you put in your model this week? What are you looking for? The waste manager Phoenix opens bar skill sets, any stats, any leans, uh, what type of players you really want to bet this week? So you mentioned a model and I think that's very interesting because I will, all right, YouTube, Twitter world, whatever, whoever's watching, I don't use models. I have no idea how to use a model. I know that there's people who give you one and you just plug in some numbers and do yep. that thing. It's no, it's like, it's no, no different for me than like in tennis In tennis. All I do is watch. So that's how I know the players. I don't use stats in golf. I'm just going through the entire field. I go through every single, if there's 150 players. I will go through every 158 and I will look at whatever it is. I decided to look at for that tournament. So for this week, I'm looking at, um, yes, course history because TPC matters. I'm looking at, if they've been here or not, of course, and then recent form. And then um, I'm looking at strokes gain T to green. So it's really just like going through each and one. Oh, you're losing strokes with your irons pass. Oh, you're losing. Oh, you lost 10 strokes putting pass. You lost strokes off the tee pass. Okay. I see a little bit of green here. Let me see. All right. Let me do a little deep dive. Oh, you're playing on the Euro tour. So I really just go through one by one because then I'm going to miss some players that I never would have thought of. If, a, mm. if I, if I did a model and I'm going to focus on only those 10 players, there's somebody who's like number 27th that I would have skipped over and he ended up being in the top 10. So I don't like to do that. It, I feel like it, it already puts me into like a pigeonholed box and I rather just have like an open mind to somebody further down the board that I never would have considered. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. I was gonna say so like like Steve Steve like so like I run a model right but my model is on somebody else's stuff right so like I'll mm-hmm. focus in on um, and it gives you the whole field right so like if I want to focus right. in on par five score between five fifty and six hundred right or whatever it is and like so that's how I find like that stuff like I'll find what I want to focus on for the week and it, but it still gives you the full field right I don't even rank it by like usually it's based on like DFS stuff. So I don't, I, I never even change it to like rank the model thing. I'll just go through and, and look and I'll start highlighting guys who are popping on certain things. And then I'll cross people off, go in, cross right. those people off, go a little farther. I know Steve, you use data golf, right? I mean, that's the biggest, that's a big tool you use, right? Well, so that's where I get all my data, but I download into a spreadsheet. Like, so I was going to make a comment about models and I kind of agree with Pamela too. Like, listen, like it really helps a lot of people like crunch a lot of data real quickly. But what I don't like about models though, is that a lot of people rely on it for just ranking the field. Yeah. And then they'll mm-hmm. go back. Like, all right, this is my sixth best golfer. He must be the sixth best guy here. And yeah, like, I, I, I think you're right. It kind of loses a little context as far as like, okay, Yes, you might be six in your in your model, but first of all, you're using different weights. How do you know your weights are really real? So kind of like, what, yeah, so what I use is, listen, I have a, a lot of stats. It kind of looks like a Denny's menu, like when it was like, <laughs> or, or like an offensive coordinator play sheet, just like a bunch of color codes and everything. A lot of numbers, but it also gives me the full picture there where I can identify, okay, you're weak in this area, but you're really strong in this one. Do I think this is going to offset you? And I don't right. really rate the players. I, I like just kind of looking at a high level. Yes, I use a lot of data, but. It helps me with my decision-making process. And yeah, it helps me find guys that might not be good in a quote model, but if I right. like a little bit of a narrative, I like how they're trending in a certain stat area. Yeah. I think they can overcome it. That's what you do. 
yeah. It's whatever, it's whatever works for you. And for me, it, I, yeah. I have to go through every single player because I just don't, I don't know them all. Right. <laughs> every, every week I'm like, Oh, there's like 10 other names that I haven't seen. Yeah. That's getting more prevalent now. The Eurotory. Yeah. And yeah. exactly. It's becoming so much more um, common, commonplace that. Yeah. Like right now, Rory and John Rahm are at the top of the leaderboard or who are the players that are 50 odds, 50 spots down the board, maybe they have a shot and maybe yeah. the model really works for these outright markets. Um, but I'm really more of a head to head better. And so what the way that I do it, which is just going one by one, I'm already thinking, yep. Oh, right, this is a somebody to fade. This is somebody that I want to back in the head to head. Oh, they're really good for a top 20. Okay. This guy's playing really well. He can finish in the top 10. I just feel like it helps me. I guess it's my own brain model, I guess, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. It's, base, it's essentially a model. I'm just doing it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so I completely appreciate that. Like, uh, I remember when we first started, Steve, uh, like, because um, my biggest ROI is always on matchups. Like, it just mm-hmm. is. Like, that, that's my sweet spot. And I would talk to Steve, and I'd be like, yeah, I just go back through that day through PGA, and I look at each hole and how they made a birdie or a pa. Like, I didn't, I, like, I wanted to say, all right, so what do they do? How do they do? do it was it putting was it irons you know like like I, before you could just click the showdown data and, and see what their store scan data was on that i would just go through literally hole by hole and write down par made made nine 30 foot fucking putts that ain't happening Mega. again today that's not happening again yeah and i like doing that also for yeah. like individual round head to head so yep. after round one after round two all right let me look back and let me see how you made those birdies how'd oh, you do did that you the foot putter? exactly <laughs> yeah. so i think that really works for like round three yep. round four head to head yeah absolutely love it there you go so all right why don't we t- uh, take our first ad break and then let's start getting to the bets for the waste magic phoenix open all right well listen WinBet is the official online sports book of the sports gaming podcast network WinBet is active in a Bunch of states and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka win bets, build your own bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has got you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now. WinBet. So you sign up today, you receive a special offer. You bet hundred bucks, you get hundred bucks. It is limited to state availability, and of course, if you hit the longest, biggest parlay of the week. Week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you gotta do is head over to sportsgamepodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that's sportsgamepodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer is subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 and over person in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a game problem, call one 800 527 All right. All, all right, Pamela. Right. Let's go to our very special guest. Let's kick it off with you. Uh, who are your outright bets to win the 2023 Waste Magic Phase Open? Well, I already mentioned one of them, Rory McIlroy. Okay. <laughs> How are you just not putting anything on Rory right now? So we we're gonna talk about it, but there's right now his odds right now to win are eight to one. That's not great, but I mean he leads the field off the tee in ball striking. He's second in the field around the green, and he's top twelve in putting. He for this tournament, I am looking for a solid player from T to green. Now, I don't need you to be 100% putter. I don't need you to be a team no putt. I don't care. I just need you to be solid from T to green. So an all-around good player. Nobody is as solid as Rory McIlroy right now. I mean, in 2022, he finished back-to-back wins, the Tour Championship, the CJ Cup. He is coming off that win in uh, in Dubai in the Euro Tour. He's playing really solid golf. Like, his data points though they are weaker fields he still has like the iron play the strokes gained play it it is just like it's just lush green right now (laughs) if you look at his stats i love it so it's just like he has an opportunity here to not only finish 
top 10, but to come out with that right win. But his eight to one number, I'm not really interested. So I want to do what we did with Rom, which was, he, he, what was it? He was also like eight to one in that tournament yeah. a couple of weeks ago. But because yeah. he was like five plus strokes behind, you can get him at, you could have gotten him at like 20 to one entering yeah. day four. I really yeah. want to do the same with Rory. So I'm going to do two things with him. Okay. But I'm going to put a little bit on the eight to one just in case he like crushes from, from the start. Mm. But then also spoiler, I'm going to take him as my first round leader. Uh, I like it because okay. you're getting better odds, much better odds, much better odds than if you much were just odds. to take exactly just then if you were just to take his eight to one, um, I may hate the man, but he is also on my first round leader card. Ha, I knew it. We're going to match up on something. <laughs> the other player that I like for an outright is Xander Shoffley. I don't know. I think my brain is like, it's in sync right now. And I, and I'm seeing his stuff and I was like, Xander's going to win this tournament. Isn't he? I feel pretty confident that Xander's going to win this tournament. He did have a WD at the Century because he had some back problems. Yeah. But then he followed that up with the T3 at the American Express and a T13. He is gaining strokes in every single category, and he has a great history at the Phoenix Open. He has five top 20s, three of which were top 10s, and he took T3 last year. What is better yeah. than a T3, fellas? A first place a win. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's next up on the board. And you're I was like, "Is this a trick question?" <laughs> I know. I thought, I thought there was going to be also, math in this uh, podcast. Also, better be no than math. a T three is like a T two. So let's hope he doesn't yeah, finish runner up. Exactly. But he is getting sixteen to one for an outright. Much better odds yeah. than you are getting for Rory. But I really do like Xander Shoffley this week as well. Yep. Those are my two outrights. Okay, I like it. Oh, I mean, and one oh, more. My long right, shot. What you got? Long shot. Who you got? One long shot. My long shot. Tom Kim, can we give him some love? Can That's we not give a long shot. Tom <laughs> that, is, that is not a long shot. He's 30. In the not a long shot. That's a long shot. He's yeah, 30 to 1. <laughs> this is not a long shot. This is okay, I just talked about an 8 to 1 outright winner, and now we're right. going to jump up to 30 to 1. Yeah. yeah long <laughs> shot's not 30 to 1. I am not is, allowing okay, that. This is my no. long shot then, because everything <laughs> else is around the 1500 range. <laughs> but Tom Kim, the only reason why I'm hesitant to have backed him is because he hasn't played here at this yeah, tournament because we know, yeah, he, because we know that he's like just barely coming into this. But he did take a solo third at the Scottish Open. He won the Wyndham Championship, so we know that he does well in these strong field tournaments. But in his last 26 rounds, he is top 10 in ball striking behind players like Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, and John Rahm. So he is playing some fantastic golf. One of the best ball strikers. In super recent form, the only yeah. hesitation is that he hasn't played here. So yeah. 30 to 1, because of no course history, I think it offers a value. Yeah, I mean, so I think I think a guy like Kim will uh, embrace this atmosphere, too, if you watch him on the President's Cup. Like, he loved the crowd. He loved getting into it. And this is one of the more rowdy golf courses on tour, uh, mm-hmm. which I think uh, negatively affects uh, your boy Rory because he doesn't like people being loud or enjoying themselves on the golf course. Uh, it's noted. I can send you the article. He wanted alcohol sales banned uh, at golf tournaments because people were having too much fun. Um, he's really but, yeah, after people's health. That's what he's oh, doing. Oh, is that what he's doing? I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe that's the case. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, listen. So I like the. I like the. Kim pick, but Pamela, we are not allowed to call a thirty to one shot a long shot. That's okay? my long like, shot. Just, I'm just saying. Okay. We just can't. We can't have that. What are we? What are we considering long shot then? Like sixty to one. I mean, in this field, I would say anything north of fifty, other than Sam Burns. 
Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, with with how golf is now, I mean, long shot used to be over a hundred, and now I would consider over probably over, yeah. over sixty with the caliber of these players. But listen, like, I mean, like in any event, like even if you call it a long shot or not, like with how good this top of the field is, I I think you're very hard pressed to go above 50 to one anyways, where realistically you're going to be 20 other guys above you who are really, really, really good players. So I think those are three fine picks. I mean, obviously with the Rory pick, there's, it's pretty impeccable. The resume Um, I'm pretty sure capper has Xander. I also have Xander spoiler. We'll go over that a little bit. And then with Tom Kim, listen, it's, it's he's only been around since last year, but the stats mm-hmm. look really good. The ball striking is really good. Uh, the Shriners also, if you want to play a little narrative game, that's in the desert. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of a golf course where a guy with it's not as much, as much length as Tom Kim because he hits in the fairway a lot. It's going to be pretty firm. He's going to get a little extra distance there. Uh, he's not really going to lag behind the field a whole lot. Uh, that could work really well for him, especially if he's striking his irons well. He's got to putt a little better. We've seen some a little bit of a shaky mm-hmm. putting out of him, but if he can do oh, yeah. that, this. Uh, he could definitely have a strong finish. I, I'm I'm totally on board with that. So yeah, and he's he's like a little Labrador puppy, man. How can you not? Yeah, he's great. Him? <laughs> he's the best. Like he's just he's just so happy the whole time. And like I love guys like that. Like he's like PJ play PJ Tour needs players like this, right? That's and Rory. So- <laughs> he's always <laughs> listen. <laughs> he's, Is that just him? Come on. No, no. Listen. No one, no one will get me to sway on Rory. I am not a fan. The, um, it's just the way it is. The, um, like I said, it, it's some shit my grandfather downloaded into me that I cannot get rid of. Like, that's just it. And plus, like, there's, there's some stuff that, I don't know, just irritating. I get it. It's like Cowboys fans not liking the Eagles. I get it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, perfect. That, that's really good, actually. It's a solid analogy. There you um, go. All so, right. All right, Capper, what about you? Uh, who are your outright picks? I think Xander's one. Uh, yeah, Xander, yeah. We, we talked about last night off air. I, I was I was going between getting Xander at seven or 16 uh, versus JT with a two in front of him, right? And it was just such a hard decision for me because JT shouldn't have a two in front, but based on his <laughs> recent form and, like, He's so squirrely off the fucking tee. I never can trust his putter. Like, uh, like he is just so stressful to bet on because he's four feet away for a pie and I got to sweat it. Like, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I was on him when he, when he won at the players last year with the 20, I jumped right on it. Cause I said the number was wrong. I don't know if the number's wrong right now. Like I don't like, listen, he's JT, but like nothing in his current form is showing me that he's going to go out with this thing. His course history here is fucking impeccable, which is terrifying. Uh, um, but yeah, so I went, I went with Xander. Uh, he's my shortest guy, uh, at 16. Uh, and then I went, I went the serial killer, man. I went Cantlay at, at 22. Wow. Uh, it was like, it was like 2190 or something like that. Um, he's only played here once lost in the playoff, but the only thing I just thought the number was wrong. Like in this field, like I loved getting a two. In front of one of the best golfers on the planet. Now, the Century and Amex, he wasn't playing that great, but I mean, God, man, he just destroyed this thing. He's good out on uh, out on the West Coast. Um, his approach numbers are still okay. Um, he, he's a killer putter, and he's he's a guy who I love to have money on. He is a killer. Like even if he's like three or four shots back, if he's lingering. He goes into Terminator 2 mode, and he just chases down <laughs> and murders who's ever in front of him. Um, he's great off the tee. He's great on 
uh, par fives, uh, five fifty to six hundred, uh, which is four of them here. Um, you got to score on him, and yeah, dude, he's just so unflappable. And I think, I think the Ryder Cup for him, um, I, I like, I feel like he really embraces like the crowd a little more now. Like he got me as a fan. I used to hate the fucking guy, and, and with the stupid Goldman Sachs hat. And whatever, it was just his, his stupid little foot shuffle used to make me insane. But he made me a lot of money at the Ryder Cup. And listen, I don't think that number is right. Uh, so the same thing for Finau. I got Finau at 28. And he's pretty fucking volatile here. Um, say, he doesn't have good course history. Well, he has he has okay course history because he he lost in a playoff, right? Did he lose in a playoff yeah. here? He did to uh, the immortal Webb Simpson. Un- Fucking believable, um, <laughs> but Finau is one of the hottest golfers on the fucking planet right now. Like he, his, his, his last year was incredible for him. He finally got the monkey off his back. He won a bunch of times, and the fact that he could lose in a playoff here. So this is why he's an outright. He's almost nowhere else on my card just because a miscut clearly is in play for him here. Uh, but you would figure that this would be a great course for him. Stud off the tee, great with his irons, good putter. Like I mean, everything, all the boxes are checked. Like they're all checked, but for whatever reason, he's got a couple of missed cuts here. So it's a, and at 28 to one, it was literally the first bet I laid. I prayed to God, two of the guys who I don't ever bet on, uh, or, or don't, or, or don't bet if these people bet him, uh, were on him and they weren't on him. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, he's 18th in this field, uh, for the power fives. He's sixth in this field, uh, in putting from, uh, 10 to 15 feet. Like, I don't know. Um, I love Fino at the 28. And then my two bombs are uh, Keegan Bradley, because he is an absolute fucking stud, Steve. Uh, he, he is an absolute stud. This is, this, is what, this is what we fought about the other night. I wouldn't stop bringing up Keegan Bradley, and uh, he got upset. Yeah, I mean, it's like, all right, so this is overseeded for me to grasp. Hey, what about Keegan? There's that every five. <laughs> now I don't actually, I don't actually think uh, he's going to win because the field's so fucking strong. But I feel like the disrespect on the number is insane. He's fourth in this field uh, on the par fives. He's incredible off the tee. He gained what did he gain? I think he gained seven seven strokes putting uh, his last time out. Yeah, about that. yeah seven strokes putting his last time out. And so the last time he did that, like I said, Sanderson Farms he gained over six. Uh, I don't know what he did at the Zozo because God forbid you get the. Uh, any kind of data from there, but whatever we cashed, we cashed him there, and then he followed it up with two, and then he missed, and then he he lost six, he lost two, gained seven. It follows almost the exact same pattern because he lost four, uh, lost a little bit, gained, and then he won. So whatever, I'll take the pattern, and I love Keegan. I'm not gonna not bet him at fucking seventy five to one, uh, and then I'm gonna stay on brand uh, because he's been playing so good uh, over on the Euro Tour. He's an absolute mess with his fucking irons, but he's one of the best putters in the world. Uh, and he hits it a long way. He just doesn't know where it's going. Lucas Herbert. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and it's uh, what, uh, nine. I got him 90 to one, 90 to one, like that, like whatever. I'll, 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 I'll take, I'll take a shot on it. Weird things can happen. I don't think it'll actually, happen. he terrifies me. He's going to end up in so much cacti, I believe, but we need a couple longer shots, but yeah, that's them. Like, I don't know, man, this is, this is like the deer in the headlights. Like there's too many fucking good players. Like it's been so long since I've dealt with this many good guys at the top. It's like, Oh God, which one do I pick? So those are the guys I settled on. Uh, I like the numbers on them, but listen, if Rama Rory goes out and just destroys the field in this, I'm not going to be surprised. Or Scott, then all would be right in the world. That means the chiefs are winning on Sunday. Oh God, are you (laughs) chiefs backer too? Are you, are you, you like the Chiefs too? How do you root for Travis Kelsey? We'll get to that at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not quite. All right. I'm totally so, missing up this outline. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. So, Capri, you already named two of my outrights. I'll just piggyback a little bit off it. I mean, yeah. so this is going to make it uh, roundtable unanimous. Uh, we're all on Xander Shaw play. Uh, I got it 16 what one. Uh, I think he's around like one. Whatever. It's fine. Um, that's another thing I wanted to say first before I get into it. Like, listen, like, I, I'm of the belief that I think one of these top tier elite players are going to win. When I say that, I think yeah. top like 15 to 20 players. That's mm-hmm. where it's going to come from. And those guys are just yeah. a cut above. So at that point, like you got to just make your stands on your guys and, um, you know, just structure your betting cards smart to make sure you can fit as many as possible. If it's only three, if it's only four, it is what it is. Just, you can just play with the units. You make it work. So I picked my three guys this week. Uh, they're all under 25 to one. So Xander's the first one. And like you guys both said, uh, just hitting it great. He should have won here at least three times. I can think of three. At least. One. Uh, the, the Tony Fina, Webb Simpson here, I think he was a couple shots back. And that was when, like, Xander actually had won a couple tournaments and was, like, good at chasing people from behind. And then wow. he just tanked on Sunday. Um, there was the other one. It was Brooks Kapka year. I think he was leading, and he just couldn't make a putt on Sunday. And then last year, he couldn't make a putt either. He, he probably could have won that one too. So I just think the guys do. I think the fact that he's knocked up a couple wins uh, last year seems like he's over the back injury. Okay. The ball striking numbers yep. the last two weeks have been really good. Um, I'll just I'll get Xander Shoffley, and then I'm also on Tony Finau. Uh, so the course history. Let's explain that a little bit. No. So for years, Tony always had the distance. But he mm-hmm. was spraying. He didn't have a lot of good control off the team. Right, kind of right. like, yeah, like your Lucas Herbert. Like, listen, he can yeah. hit a mile. But the one thing you really can't do at Scott's, so you can't miss it big. There's cactus right. bushes. There's dry creek beds. There's water. Like, that's mm-hmm. where the penalty shorts are going to pile up. But what Finau has figured out, and you saw it a little bit last year, is like he can go about 85%. And he's gaining a lot more fairways at that point. And that's why you see really good off the tee numbers from him. And then as far as the putting goes, he's never really been all that good in overseas services, but that's another part of his game. He's really done well at and improved. Like he's one, he's a really strong putter now. So I think the fact that he's just improved in these two areas that were previous weaknesses at Scottsdale, I mean, he was able to overcome it one year. We finished second, but I think he can still have another good performance. Now that he's kind of shored up this game, uh, it just is going to come down to maybe this course just doesn't fit his eye. If it does, then I, I think he, uh, a good finish for him is, is in order. So I got him at 25 to one. And then my last guy, uh, neither of you guys mentioned him. Um, this is kind of a little bit of gut. I mean, it's obviously he's really good in the stat, you know, the statue too, but I, I got a feeling Shuffler's going back to back. I'm just going to plant my flag right here with that. Um, like you know, so the ball striking is impeccable for him. He has a fantastic combination of length and accuracy off the tee. He gains a ton of fairways with how long he is. That is just huge at this golf course. The iron play is great from pretty much every proximity range I'm looking at. You know, the problem is the putter though. That's been a problem for him for the last, you know, six, seven, eight months. Like despite all of that, he has great finishes. He finished, you know, T seventh century, second at hero, third at my mm-hmm. ninth in Houston, um, you know, third at BMW. Like, you know, it's been a problem for him, but he's still been able to come because it's great ball striking. The putting seems like it might be turned around a little bit. He gained at century. Mm-hmm. He only lost a little bit at Amex. Overseeded services have been really kind to him in the past. He always puts well at Scottsdale. He's won uh, at Austin Country Club, another overseeded tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, second there in the match play, too. Uh, he's done well at Amex as well and putted there, too. So maybe getting him on the surface 
might wake him up a little bit. This is where he woke up last year. And if we can get just a little bit of putt, just a little bit, we don't even need a whole lot. There was one just year Hideki lost strokes putting and still just won. The, just the tip. So just, need, just need the tip. That's sure, all. Sure, if you want to call it that way, but yes. Lady um, present. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Pamela. Thanks, Gabber. <laughs> uh, anyways, just get a little bit of putting for him. And I think, you know, he definitely go back to back. So 15 to one on him. Listen, everything's really condensed. Only three outrights. I had to structure my card a little creatively in order to make sure I didn't really just blow a ton of units on this, but I'm happy with the three. I feel really good about it. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I so I, I went looking for Scotty too, and the, the the longest I could find him. Now I'm getting a new local who apparently has better long odds, and I should be getting him tonight. Uh, so may, like like 15. I would I would I think I would have bet. I don't know. I, don't, I like Scotty too. I don't know. But it, <laughs> Both of y'all are on Tony Finau, and I will say that he was actually on my long list, but I purposely left him off and narrowed it down um, because I don't like how he plays in these strong field events. He, in 2022, the entire 2022 season, he did not have a single top 20 in these strong field events. His last mm-hmm. win, okay, winning is one thing, but his last top 20 was in 2021, and it was at the BMW Championship. But in the entire year. So maybe he's starting to turn around. Sure. We could say that, but I'm not quite convinced. Um, so I need, uh, I need, he's in a prove it to me first situation before I want to put money on him. So maybe in a few months, not right now. Yeah. I mean, Capper, you might, I, I don't know, Pamela, you'll wrote notes reference, but Capper, he might be a Danny Almonte, just, you know, the big kid, you know, competing against all the really like, you know, the little yeah. leaguers that are five years younger than him. Maybe he yeah. just is that type of guy, but no, I, I think he can do it. I mean, you know, he was right up there in the mix of Tory pines with a lot of big names up there too. Uh, Our, RBC we'll Canadian. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, like he, he, he should be Rory at the RBC, like based on the strokes gained data, he gained 18 strokes uh, <laughs> that whole weekend and still lost to Rory. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, Mexico open field was a joke, but he still gained almost 13 there. Like he's done it enough for me. Like yeah, said, he's fine. You know, top... is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the farmers was fine. He I wanted back to. I am. I am. I really wanted to. I couldn't find a reason. I just the number. You can't pick everybody. Yeah, you yeah. can't pick everybody. Can't pick everybody exactly. Yeah. And the number and the number was just too good. Twenty-eight. Like in this field, like a, a golfer who I who I can do obviously. I feel like his turn in the corner. Like I felt like that was that was solid. But like I said, how many he's missed three, four cuts here is definitely volatile. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. for sure. All right, why don't we take a, another ad break and then uh, we'll get into matchups. All right, let's go. Well, listen, the SGP is going live and they're going to be on Arizona for the big game. So make sure to check out their show at Ainsworth at Thursday at 11 a.m. Local time. Register today at sportsgamepodcast.com slash big game. The show is free. You'll be able to come watch the show and have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamepodcast.com slash big game. And make sure to go sign up to get the SGPN app and get your own big game. I keep wanting to say the wrong thing. Big game bingo card for your favorite big game prop bets. If you get a bingo, you get a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the sports game podcast and the NFL gambling podcast on YouTube to win. Okay. I do like the bingo cards. I've said that before. Yes. Bingo cards are fun. Yep. They are. They're good for the family. Get the kids involved. You know, yep. that way you can, it's a good get excuse for, for you to sit on the couch and watch sports you know, right. and keep your kids entertained too. So, right. All right, Pamela, matchup time. You said at the top of the show, this is your bread and butter. So I'm really anticipating uh, what you got in store because I am ice cold in matchups. So I need all the help I can get. So, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that these are like 
locks because this is my first week in 2023 since okay this is the first time that i've done a head-to-head matchup since like pre-football season so like let me ease ease into things let me tell you something (laughs) listen if you're gonna be a bear be a grizzly bear just come out (laughs) and say these are the fucking picks these are right i'm shop you're not let's go i own this shit let's do it all right let's go all right my first matchup that i have i'm gonna go with colin morikawa minus 120 over justin thomas um you kind of alluded to it earlier boston capper and it was thomas he looks great you want to back him he's one of the best players just his name alone hey he's an underdog let me back him no um he's lost strokes off the tee in back-to-back events he lost strokes on approach in three of his last six both players in morikawa and thomas they're a little bit wonky, so you know that's going to be a little volatile on that end. So you can't really use that as a data point. But when you're losing four strokes ball striking at Century, when that's supposed to be your strength, that's just not somebody that I want to back right now. And Morikawa is one of the best ball strikers on tour, and he is not only the best, but he is consistent. He does not lose strokes off the tee on his approach. He is one of the best ball strikers. So that is one of my matchups. It's a good price, I think, minus one twenty. Right. Uh, potentially, they could end up tied, but you know what? I like Morikawa. And he was also one Love of it. my um, outrights that was a little bit further down the board, from, not further down the board, but my less confident, um, there you go. I'll say my less confident to burn outright win was Murakawa. So I tend to look at the players that I like to win in the head-to-head market as well. Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right, very good. So my first matchup, uh, Pamela, you bet him outright. Uh, and that was a guy I targeted at uh, head-to-heads. I don't know if that's a good thing or not because I've been ice cold <laughs> with these matchups. So, uh, But Ooh. I got a Tom Kim plus 105 over Cam Young. So I bet I actually dabbled in the Saudi International last week at the betting card. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some mild mm-hmm. success. But I had an outright on Cam Young. So I had the unfortunate privilege of getting up early and actually watching this thing. So I watched a lot of Cam Young last week. So let's see, he played really good. But a lot of the problems he was still having for the last couple of months kind of reared its ugly head. Uh, mm-hmm. at the Saudi still having a lot of trouble with putting. There were a lot of really good birdie opportunities. He had that just burned the lip or he just, he couldn't convert. Um, he also over the weekend too, was hitting a lot into the mm-hmm. desert there. It's kind of similar to Scottsdale where you got, you know, fairways mm-hmm. rough and then you have a desert area. The difference though, is that at, uh, Royal greens, there's really, it's just a Sandy patch kind of, there's really nothing there except for like maybe the straight boulder or the occasional fan. Cause about a hundred people actually went to that thing. Um, but in Scottsdale, you know, you got cactus, you got dry Creek beds, you got water. And that's something that mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned that, you know, over the last couple of months, Ken's been a little more loose with the driver. He's not quite as accurate as what he's still, he's still getting a lot of strokes because he's so long, but he's had a little bit of big misses and, you know, trouble controlling. Sometimes I think that might rear his ugly head this week. Uh, I think Tom, Tom Kim can have a really successful tournament, even though he's a lot shorter. Uh, than Cam Young. He's going to hit a lot of fairways. He's going to get that distance roll by, you know, with the firm fairways getting out there, shorting up those approach shots. Uh, I think he's going to probably beat Cam Young uh, straight up this weekend. And Cam Young is, has a 21-hour flight coming back from Saudi. So that's, you know, something he's yeah. got to overcome too. So, yeah, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that private jet is very difficult to travel on. I'm sure it's <laughs> the time change still matters. It does. That's, that's true. The two million bucks they paid him to show up, he probably, uh, you know, Deposit all in net jets. On net jets. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Capper, what's your first matchup? So, uh, so uh, that's a one that I'm on later on because uh, I saw plus money for everything that you just said. I was like, yeah, give me plus money with two guys who debutants, like whatever, like Tom Kim, much more accurate. Uh, so I agree with you on that. And then I, I took uh, same vein as Pamela did, but I took Xander over JT. Uh, for all the reasons Pamela said, it was minus 125, so you got a little better price on Colin. I would go Colin. 
Um, but he is cursed, um, so I stayed away from him this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you just and I'm very me. superstitious. <laughs> no, I didn't curse you. It wasn't me. It was another guy. Um, <laughs> the um, so, and I'm very superstitious. And, and listen, that doesn't mean you can't win a matchup and you can't come top ten, top four. It just means Collins not going to win. Um, so, but I took Xander uh, for all the for all the same reasons uh, over JT Peterson. Right, he's squarely off the tee. Can't trust him with the putter. Uh, his best attribute, uh, his irons are are gone right now. Like he's just not JT. So if I can get a guy who's in good form, great course history, uh, and I think can actually win this tournament, then I'm going to take it, especially at minus 125. And if it was something like a putter where, okay, you lost like four strokes last week with your putter. Cool. That's a little bit more volatile, but when the best part of your game is your irons and that's gone, Oh, I don't trust you Red flags. because it becomes so much more mental at this point. I don't know if people uh, who bet golf, like play golf, but once you lose, the, oh, yeah. the best thing of your game. Now you just doubt everything. Well, am I even hitting the right shot off the, off the tee? Am I exactly. angling it correctly? Um, yep. And then it's just like everything falls off the wagon and it just becomes so much more mental. Like golf is golf is like 80% mental, 20% physical. Yeah. So it's like, once you lose the best part of your game, those are the players that I want to fade. <laughs> Yeah. That's why Cabernet and I, I spent, both, uh, I spent double digit handicaps because we don't have the mental game in order to do well. Dude, I spent four I spent four hours in a fucking bay at the PGA Superstore trying to figure out why my drive wasn't working anymore. And I was trying all these fucking drivers and I couldn't fucking figure it out. I went from like like whatever, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like I just I, I my game like my, my I used to have a little fade and now I have a drop. What wait, why? What happened? Like uh, I did all what, what, <laughs> what am I and then all of a sudden you move your feet, your placement yeah. a little bit, just slightly, yep, and then yep, it all yep, becomes it. Yeah, it man, it's just have like, a sip of gin and tonic down. and you're all set then. That <laughs> then point. Exactly. So, it's usually my remedy. So yeah, I t- all right. <laughs> all right, Pamela, what's your uh, second yeah. matchup that you like this week? I'm also going, we're kind of in like in line with like backing the same players here. I'm backing Tom Kim oh. over Victor Hovland, minus one ten. Um it's both ways. So um it's a fair shot, 50-50. But the last 36 rounds, Kim has been the better, more consistent ball striker. He is fifth in the field for ball striking behind Rory McIlroy and Colin Morikawa, seventh in the field for strokes gain total. He did finish T6 in his last event at the American Express, so he's coming into this with a little bit of confidence. Um, and that was despite losing some off the team, but it's just because of his distance. Like you said, he's going to get a little bit more roll here because of the heat and the and the course is going to be a little bit more, more firm. Plus, he does have the better short game, and that's what I want to back, is he is better around the green, and he is better putting. You mentioned earlier, though, also, Steve, that he can definitely fall off when it comes to the putting, and we've seen it. He lost six strokes in two of his last eight events, but he bounces back. He He hasn't had back-to-back events where he's just, like, hemorrhaging in that category, so I'm okay to back him. It could be a little bit more volatility, um, but at minus 110, it's a fair price. The only thing I mentioned earlier about backing him in the outright market, top 20 market, is he has no course history, right. but I believe that his skill set, we talked about him in length already. I I love what he has to bring as a player, and I think that his skill set is going to bode really well for this layout. Like, right. There you go. I mean, technically, Tom Kim had no course history to either of his two wins, so it might just exactly. not be anything for <laughs> exactly. him anyways. It's kind of so. like Will Zalatoris when he's playing everything last year for the first time, and he's doing well at them. Yep. Exactly. Let's try those players. Maybe he's just really good. <laughs> That's all really good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So my second matchup is two guys kind of on the struggle bus right now. And uh, this is probably <laughs> why I suck at matchups because I target these bumps. But 
so you got Brian Harmon matched up against Aaron Wise this week, who Aaron Wise uh, really oh. triggered my co-host on Sunday. Uh, but you know, so I guess to repay the favor to you, I am fading him in a matchup. So there you go. Yeah, so both guys right now are not great. Uh, Harmon has come mm-hmm. out so far this year, hitting his irons really poorly. Aaron Wise too, though. This is kind of bizarre world for him. I don't really know what's going on with him. He's kind of seems like he's lost the ball striking, and now he's mostly putting. Now I don't really like that. So I guess what it comes down for me is this place is Brian Harmon's just been better at Scottsdale, more solid over his career. Uh, Aaron Wise has stunk here. Yep. Um, I think he's got a missed cut uh, last year, 66 in 2021, missed the cut again in 2020. So those are his only three appearances here. Uh, I think the fact that his ball striking is really, really struggling right now. Not really sure what's going on with it. I think Harmon, just the fact that he can hit a lot of fairways here. He's comfortable here. Maybe that gets him going. Uh, Harmon minus one twenty over Aaron Wise. Like it? Okay. I like it. All right, because he cheats. That put, that that putter is cheating. I'm on record with saying that putter is cheating. It is. Sure. So I don't like mm-hmm. it. Uh, so my my next one. I, it's just a, this is a pedigree thing, and I feel like the wheels are starting to come off. So I'm taking Burns over Montgomery. In what world should I be able to get a proven PGA winner at even money? over the next new toy in Taylor Montgomery, <laughs> who is trash on approach oh and does everything with his putter. Like, listen, I know Sam Burns can just fucking go go off and go left into the cacti and all this other shit, but this is a pedigree bet. Uh, Burns was a first-round leader here. Uh, he has a top 25 finish here. Uh, Montgomery's never played it. The wheels are starting to come off for Montgomery. This is a wicked strong field for him. Um, I listen, uh, I, I bet him top twenties, top tens when he was on his run. Uh, but when it's all coming with the flat stick and you come to a place like this, like give me the guy who, is, who has proven that he can win and you're giving me fucking even money. Let's go. Give me Burns over Montgomery. I like that. All right, Pamela, what's your uh, third matchup you like? It's kind of the same along the lines of what Kepper just said. You're giving me even money. I'm going to fucking take it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Rory McIlroy at even money plus 105 over John Rahm. Um, plus money for the player that I think is going to win this tournament. Sign me up. Rahm, he has played stateside this year and he's doing well. Of course, he won the American Express. We talked about it. They're number one and number two in the field right now. They, they're winning everything. So between one of them, it's really just like a coin flip. So if you're giving me like a coin flip and you're giving me plus money for that coin flip, yeah. But um, I mean, Rory, though, he is crushing the Euro Tour to close out the year. He won the Dubai Classic. Softer fields. But I mentioned earlier that the data points... They're monstrous. What did I say? They're they're lush green. And lush I love greens. that. Yes. They're lush green. And everything is green. And he's hitting, striking the ball well. He's gained strokes in every single category. His ball striking is there. His around the green game is there. And it's in Dubai. I like the setup and matches up well to here. He's done well here. Yeah. Give me Rory McIlroy plus 105 over John Rum. So I don't hate the, the concept of you saying I'll take the plus money of Rory over Rom. However. Do you worry the fact that he's only played this tournament once? He avoids it for whatever reason. Um, and by the way, the, the 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 god of the PGA Tour just went and took money at a Saudi tournament. Which just just saying, just saying, he wants to rail against it, but he just went over and played. Steve mentioned it earlier that he doesn't like playing tournaments like this because of the crowd, because everybody drinks. I mean, we'll see. We'll no, no that was that was that was that was you. But that was you who said that. That's Capra's I'm saying that I'm saying that he is looking out for the people, for society. He's making them help there. Um, yeah. So yes, <laughs> but, he, but but he is also somebody. While he he is a he is huge off the tee. He does have a tendency when he misses 
he fucking misses. And it's always, it's lefty, right? He always misses fucking lefty. He ended up in a pool. Um, Ram hasn't been, I mean, Ram Ram has had his tendencies too. Like he has, what was it, for a while there, he was losing strokes with his putter. He seems to have corrected that. But in a couple of tournaments, he's losing strokes off the tee. He's losing strokes on his approach. But these players are so good. Wherever they're lacking, they can make it up for somewhere else in, in another part of their game. It's the same thing with Rory. If he sprays it off the tee, his short game is so good that he can just like chip it up in one putt and he's going to be fine. So yeah. like I said, to me, it's more of a coin flip situation between these two players and you're giving me plus money for somebody who I like to win. So you want, you want to do it. You want to do a charity bet, Pamela? Okay. Okay. No, you, you want to do a charity bet? Okay. Okay. okay let's do, let's do a hundred bucks to our favorite charity. Uh, I'll take Rom and you take Rory for the matchup for the week. Done. Let's All go. Right. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I'm going to be watching golf so hard. What? Is there other sports happening this weekend? I don't know. No, definitely not. Uh, all right. So after breaking down Ron versus Rory, uh, I'm going to transition to a couple other bums. So, uh, but you know, one of those is my bum. I like this bum. So I got Brendan Todd coming off a really good finish at Pebble Beach. Uh, decent course history here, too, because he's really good putting on these greens. Um, I think we had Ryan Baroff on last night. He's, I, I think he mentioned that uh, yep. Brendan Todd is the leader in putting all time at Scottsdale. All time. Yeah, there's a couple other tournaments, too, that he's done really well, like Valero, Texas Open. Uh, those are overseeded greens, too. Um, you know, he's came T17 at Austin in the match play, uh, you know, T22 a couple of years ago, Waste Manager, too. So putt's really good on at this place. He hits a lot of fairways. Again, a shorter hitter, but kind of like Tom Kim is going to get a little bit of roll. Uh, and he's matched up against a complete fire hose off the tee, Kirk Kidiyama. That dude is going to find out every single desert plant at TPC Scottsdale. He's going to know them all by name. That He cannot control where that thing goes. Like, he's a lot. It's really hard for a guy as long off the tee as he is be losing strokes or just barely gaining any strokes on the field off the tee. And he manages to do it. Um, I mean, ugly Monday finish or ugly Sunday and Monday for him. Uh, I just don't see how, yes, like distance can be an advantage at CBC Scottsdale, but if you don't really know where the ball is going, those penalty shows are going to pile up in a hurry. Like that's, that's a recipe for a miscut on, on yeah. Friday. So I'll take consistent, boring vanilla Brendan Todd uh, over Kurt Kitayama at minus 115. I love it. So my number was my number was way higher than that. I'm hoping my the new local that should be texting me in a minute. Uh, I could get some I could get some better odds because I was looking at like 140 over Kitayama. Uh and I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna pay that type of juice with Brendan Todd. No, thank you. Uh, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> you, know, you know, a very wise drunk man told me once that juice only matters when you lose. This is uh this is this is a fact. <laughs> this is this is a fact. Yeah. This, this is, yeah, do you know that guy, Capper? I don't know who you're talking about. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. Uh, so uh, the last match I will talk about here, I think I, I, I'll run, I'll just run through three real quick because those are the last three I got. But I'll, the only one I'll break down is is Keegan versus Connors. I'm getting fucking. I'm getting. I'm getting even money there too. Like, why am I getting even money? Keegan just came in second at the Famas. Corey Connors doesn't do anything at best. He finishes like T15 somewhere. He's an atrocious fucking putter. Uh, <laughs> he, he is, Keegan is like, I know it's with my hat. I know it is. Like, I get it. But there's no way that I should be getting fucking even money between those <laughs> two. Like, there's just no way. There's no way. I love your rest. Like, no, so, it's just like, <laughs> It's it's just, it just grab. doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, like Connors is had a meh. He finishes what T thirty eight here last year. 
the T12 with the Sony, look, terrible putter, almost lost four strokes putting. Like, he hasn't gained in the last three events. Uh, his off the tee is usually fine. He's a little shorter, but he's definitely very accurate. He's not going to get himself trouble here. But, um, yeah, man, if it's even money with a guy who I think is a legit shot to finish, like, a top 20, then I'm going to take that. And then I took two just flyers. Uh Staying on brand with Herbert over Davin. This course does not suit Davin whatsoever. Um, and uh, there aren't many courses that do. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's yes. Shots fired. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Like unless it's unless it's like a resort island course. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent correct. Um, and and this could blow up because Herbert is, as Steve said, a fire hose off the fucking tee. But whatever, man. He's he's two back to back top fives over on the euro tour um i love it uh and then uh our boy baroff sold me on fucking norin and i can take him over seamus and uh yeah after seamus's uh semi meltdown mm. not last week but the week before yeah i'll go ahead and, uh, i'll go ahead and take norin who has a who's been, been a stud over in euro as a good course history here and it's only minus uh 110 so it was basically a coin flip there too so yeah give me that Okay. All right. Great. All right. Why don't we uh, take one more quick break? Uh, let's talk about our uh, little golf ball giveaway. Uh, yeah. Capper, uh, take it away. All right. Well, listen, uh, did I already do the uh, best, the 57 props? I didn't do that one yet. Did I? Possibly. All right. We'll yeah. talk about that too. And so, all right. so in honor of the big game, the SGPN uh, is hosting a prop bet contest. Uh, make your picks for, from 57 different prop bets. The winner gets 570 bucks in cash and a $507 gift card to the SGPN store. And all of the contests are free to play exclusively on the SGPN app. And then, Steve, why don't you talk about the golf ball contest? Yeah, so uh, Piper Golf is teaming with uh, the Golf Gaming Podcast to give away two dozen uh, of their gold line of balls. It's a very, you know, so it's a lower cost ball, but it's very comparable to the Pro V1. And listen, like, you know, guys like Capper and I, like, you know, we can't really max out the full benefit of a Pro V1. No so shot. why pay that additional cost when you can just play a Piper, you know, golf ball? But ego, ego, exactly. Is I mean, ego. it makes us look good. But the one place it can really help you, though, and that's probably where Capper and I probably should focus is around the green. And Piper's golf balls, you know, they're really spinning around the green. It will help you check the ball, keep the ball pretty mm. close to the hole. That's going to help you lower your handicap. These are really good balls that can help you at a much lower cost. So definitely Piper Golf, uh, give it a try. Uh, we're going to give it two dozen away, and uh, yeah, hope you know we'll probably end up doing a. Uh, you know, a couple more of these things uh, down the line with them. Nice. Love y'all it. just did the ad read, but what ball do y'all use if y'all aren't if you're not using Pro V's? So well, I well, use. Well, will be Piper. It will be Piper, but currently right. I use uh, the T, uh, the TaylorMade. Uh, what the fuck they're called? Hold on. Okay. Yeah. I use uh, I, I use the Bridgestone uh, E6 uh golf balls. I, I I like those. Um, pretty soft, a little soft, but uh, I like how it comes off the club face. Um, spins, you know, it's pretty good control around the green, too. I've always liked those. I like the noodles. I don't use the TV, the, the, the noodles. I've never, I've never used them. anything other than a noodle or a Shrixon. Those are the two I, balls that I've used. Shrixon doesn't make bad balls. I use, I use the Tor response, uh, from TaylorMade. Okay. Those have, those have been my favorite. They're like, they're, 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 they're a little cheaper than, um, they're a little cheaper than Pro V1s, but they seem, they seem to, I've been using them for like a year and a half. Fact, I've never bought a Pro V1. Don't need it. Yeah, this no <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're Christmas gifts or wholesalers. That's how I. That's how I get my Pro V ones. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dumping fifty bucks on a dozen that mm-hmm. half of them are gonna end up in the fucking water. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right, let's move on to positional props. Uh, Pamela, what uh, top tens and twenties do you have uh, this week? 
Top tens, I keep it real simple. If I like a player to win outright market, and the three players that I mentioned were Rory McIlroy, um, Scotty, no, it was Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, and Tom Kim, then I am also like that was a fraudulent slip, though. That was a so that was. maybe you do like Scotty. Then I also then I also do like him. Yes, I also do like him in the top <laughs> ten. So automatically, because I categorize it into two parts: players that I like in the top twenty, but I also think can win outright. Players that I think are like, oh, these are my confident outright picks. Like I'm in the top 10. So those are the three for the top 10. Okay. Now for the top 20, you mentioned it, a little slip there. I do like Scotty. So when y'all mentioned him earlier that uh, it was Steve who mentioned that, hey, nobody mentioned him yet. I really do like Scotty here, but it's just very difficult to bet confidently because going back to back is very difficult to do. But if there was one player, not just one player, a handful of players that can do it, it's players like Rory, it's players like Rom, it's players like Scotty. I believe he just has like the game that can figure it out. And you mentioned it earlier. His putting has been a little bit like, oh, but he's showing signs of improvements. Like in back-to-back tournaments this year, he gained or lost less than a stroke with the with his putter, which is a complete 180 because he was hemorrhaging with his putter just a while back. So there is improvement there. Like once he figures it out. He's going to be back on the winning trail. So, yes, I do like for a top 20, Scotty Shuffler, even though it is a little bit heftier juice, it's minus 155. But only twice has he not finished inside the top 20 since August. He had a miscut at the FedEx, and then he had a T45 at the CJ Cup. Everything else has been in the top 20. So I'm okay to pay a little bit of a price tag on somebody like Scotty. Another player that I like for a top 20 is Colin Morikawa because you're getting minus 110 for him. And I also like him to win on the outright, but it's his, the volatility that he has with his putter. That's always going to be the, like the little trickster, but we've seen it. Like he can lose strokes putting and still win because his ball striking is just so darn good. So I like him for a top 20 and the other player that I like for a top 20, um, that is less confident for an outright, but it's good odds. So why not closer to the long shot range as y'all were talking about Terrell Hatton. He's you're getting two to one for a top 20 and he's 55 and he's 55 to one for an outright. So he's definitely the longest shot, but you're getting two to one odds for him to finish in the top 20. But he has, um, yes, this is a very strong field, and that is like the huge worry. But he's coming into this with like a lot of rhythm. He's been playing a lot on the Euro Tour. He's gained strokes off the tee with his irons in five straight events. Um, He's really done well around the green and his putting, and he had a T15 here last year. So, I mean, he has the, it's only a one one and done mix, but I mean, it's there. So he's yeah. familiar um, and he can do well in these big field events because he took 13th at the PGA championship and he took 13th, the player championship. So for two to one for a top 20, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned yeah. Hatton last night as a guy I kind of yeah. like, he's not very popular in DFS, but you, you just touched on a really good point. Like he was struggling for a little bit there. Cause it seemed like he kind of lost control of the driver. Uh, mm-hmm. That's been a lot better over the last six months. He's had a lot of really solid finishes too. Decent history on some overseas tracks as well. You just mentioned Scottsdale. Uh, didn't quite make my betting card, but I endorse that bet. I think that's a that's a good little uh, price on Terrell Hatton. There. I, I looked for him in matchups. And he was only going against Lowry, and that's like mm-hmm. that's like choosing between two of my favorite babies. So like I can't do that. Like I like I love both of them. Uh, two to one for a top twenty. So. That's good. That's a good. That's a good price. I wrote it down. All right, there you go. <laughs> I might, I might, I might, I might go see what my book has. Yeah, Gabriel, you've definitely bet on worse. So yeah, just you know. oh, that's, that's not even a question. Of course, I bet on worse. <laughs> of course, of course, I bet. All right, well, well Capper, what uh, positionals? You, what top tens and twenties do you like this week? No top tens. Okay, I don't do them. The juice is never worth the squeeze for me. Um, I'd rather just take the L on the fucking outright than I don't know, whatever. But uh, so 
because I've because I've been betting some of the heavier juice guys at the top twenty, and I've skated out by the skin of my teeth in the last couple of weeks. I've tried to, to hang bad on that, but I was able to get Cantlay at plus one forty top twenty. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll go ahead and take that. Yeah, exactly. So I hammered that. Uh, I thought it was a mistake. They actually haven't moved it, so. Maybe I'm the fish. Who the fuck knows? But whatever. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that worked out really great for my plus uh, times on uh, uh, Fitzpatrick Hoblin speed last well, What made me happy? What, made me, was, what was funny about it was so like Rom's like minus two hundred or minus one eighty. Rory's like fucking minus one eighty, minus one sixty, and like so all these other guys are like minus money. And Cantlay was the only one who had plus money, so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna take that one. Um, and then I was able to get him at plus one fifty two. Um, this book has weird fucking numbers. Um, but same thing, right? Solid course history. Um, coming in in solid form. He's a knucklehead. He's going to make you scream at your TV at some point when you have an outright on him or, or you're in a matchup when he does something very stupid because uh, he will do that on a, at, on a over a four-day basis. He'll at least do it once, if not three times. But top 20 in this field, uh, I, I like it. Uh, and then I went with my long shot guys. I could get th- uh, plus 350 for Herbert. Uh, plus 350 for uh, Billy, and I can get plus uh, 320 for Keegs. Okay, there you go. All right, so I noticed that the positional market overall this week was pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think all the books realize that there's going to be a lot of public money on this event. Uh, a lot of positionals that I was used to kind of betting, I didn't like the prices. So I actually was forced to go into the top 10 this week. I usually don't do that. I like mm-hmm. kind of stick with my top 20. So uh, I backed up a Scotty Shuffler outright with a top 10 bet. Uh, that was the only of the outrights I did uh, that he's the one I trust the most. I think his balls, I think, I just think this golf course is so good for him. Uh, no. So I got a top 10 of him plus 155. I think that's a really good price. I'm considering just how good he hits the ball, how well I think he fits in this place. Um, I like that. Uh, you know, I was close to betting Morikawa outright. Um, I just don't think that he's had two really strong putting performances so far this season. I don't think he's going to, White get there again, but I'll, I'd be happy to be wrong because I bet him top 10 at plus 225. I think his ball striking is just kind of like Scheffler is going to work so good at this place. Yeah, he doesn't have as much pop as everybody else, but again, he's just going to get a lot of roll on the fairway. He's going to hit it dead straight. His irons are impeccable. And who knows? Maybe his putting actually is kind of fixed. He's been working on that with some coaches. Um, so I'll, I'll take him for a top 10 at plus 225. Uh, and then top 20s, uh, I also am on Cantlay. But at a, uh, a plus 110, apparently I got ripped off. Uh, ah, I love it. So, I love when I beat you at a number. You it do. Never you always do. But I, I happens like it's only one bet a week I can get you on. But yeah, I mean, like that that's about the price that everybody else is around, like plus 110, even money. So like we can't like, like I just this is kind of a good call. Like he is awesome in general for this place. Like he was great last year. I just have just a, he's kind of boned me before. On a lot of bets, and I can see him just coming in like T13 with a lethargic Sunday or something. Yep. So give me the plus money um, for a top 20. Give me a little bit of bigger net. I'll go with that. And then, uh, you know, I, I consider betting this guy top 10, but I like his top 20 price. Uh, I was able to get Max Homa top 20 at plus 125. And like, like you know, he just won. Uh, but I think just with how his game is set up for this place, I mean, he is the driver is a weapon for him off the tee. He's driving it so good. The iron play is great. Uh, and, you know, even getting him off of California public, he's put really well on the overseas courses. You know, 14th fin- yeah. place finish last year in Phoenix, a sixth at Valspar, um, 17th in match play, just missed out on group play, sixth at the Waste Manager Phoenix Open back in 2020. He's a more refined player now. I think he's going to back it up from last week with another really good finish. 
uh, but I like getting the plus money at plus 125 for him. If you can't get that, if you're paying juice, uh, I think top 10, I saw around like plus 250. I think that's a good price to go for too. I rarely bet top 10s. And you know why? Because it is so tilting when they finish T11. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> and then you're like, I should have just taken the top 20. Yep. So I, I never, for this show, y'all ask for top 10s, but I'm mostly doing top 20s <laughs> head-to-heads because it, there's nothing worse than a T11 finish. Yeah, and like I mean, the, it's so easy to get dead heated too. Like a T seven can get trapped five ways, and then you're better off just betting the top twenty at that point. Why so. you know the head to head market? <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you guys have any top thirties or forties, or am I the only guy who uh, who does those? No. Okay. Nothing. All right. Well, run, I'll, I'll go run over through a couple them of those. quickly. Uh, I got, no one has access to these. That's uh-huh. actually not. That's definitely not true. So. Um, what so, he meant was neither of us have access to those. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Fine. To everybody else, though. Uh, so, like I mentioned, the digital market was garbage, uh, and top 40s were no exception this week. So, I actually had to get a little creative, and uh, usually this blows up in my face. You do the parlay. I had to do a parlay. I you had told to me I was. A, you can't do them. You know, you listen. You, you know, you the shot collar's off. You can't electrocute me right now. I took it what? off. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm running with this. So, what? what I did was I took three guys who I like for a top 40, and I just paired them with. John Rom top 40. It was like about minus 650. So it gave me a couple extra points, getting a little comfortable. I like betting top 40 between like the plus 130, plus 175 range, maybe go a little bit above that. Doing that was able to get me at these prices. And then I got three guys that I like. So let's start with Si Woo Kim, uh, your other boy capper. So listen, his course history is really bad, but let's take a look. Let's go down memory lane with, um, with uh, him at Phoenix. So, um, Let's go back to, I think, 2020. So the so he missed the cut by a mile at Phoenix Open. He was playing really poorly. Caber, did you know that he went to Amex the pre, like a couple weeks before that and played one round and lost 18 strokes to the field? Yeah. Pretty yeah, bad. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Listen, that was at a point in time when he just wasn't playing all that good. Um, you know, go to another time. Uh, he got cut. Missed the cut by mile at Phoenix. Uh, he withdrew from the Farmers uh, Insurance Open where he lost 10 strokes to the field. Uh, he finished T30 yep. at Century. So he just wasn't playing all that good. The biggest problem for him, like the one thing I saw with that is he wasn't have, didn't have any control of the driver. He's gained a lot more control over the driver. He's in a lot more fairways. The iron play has been really good. He did have a good finish, I think, at top 30 last year. So I was able to parlay Rom and him, uh, get that up to plus 135. I like that for a top 40. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So again, Rom and JT Poston. Got another guy I like this week. He's had done really well here, just kind of like Brendan Todd. Uh, puts really well in the overseed. Uh, he finished T23 last year, T11 in 2021, T37 in 2020. Uh, a lot of really good, good finishes form. here. He's playing really good. Uh, again, he's kind of yeah. driving a little better than he has been lately. So I like pairing him with Rom for a top 40 there. And then Adam Hadwin, he is on record saying he loves these overseeded golf courses. It resembles a lot of what he used to put on uh, back in Canada. Um, you know, doesn't like the Bermuda, doesn't like the grain, but he comes to these places. He's really good, like really good at Amex. Solid history here, makes a lot of cuts, playing very well. Uh, I think the fact he finished T44 at the Farmers, definitely not a Adam Hadwin golf course, shows he's actually in pretty good position right now in his game. I think he's going to finish again inside the top 40. I was able to juice him up with a round parlay at plus 150. This is like a double, triple flex. Like, hey, you want to bet like top 30s, top 40s? We don't have that. Double flex. I'm going to parlay those top 30, top 40s. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you can also uh, parlay all the makeups. And I think you can can do Rom, Rory, Xander, Cantlay, 
and Morikawa at like plus 125 or something. Right, so. Can't lay Morikawa. Those are the two that I'd be like, eh. Those are the two. Yeah, even though I like, even though I like Colin for a yeah. tough buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we have a, we have a question in the chat right now. Uh, will there be a hole in one on the 16 that pays plus 350? So I no. so I put an exotic at just plus two seventy five hold in one in general. I don't have it specifically on sixteen, but yeah, I mean, why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is this is what I'm just gonna say. Listen, and somebody actually had this conversation in the chat with me. So this is Super Bowl weekend. All right, this is yeah. you know this is, fun, this is fun shit. Yeah. And so even if it's not good value, even it's probably gonna lose. First of all, one betting yes on a hole, yeah, betting yes on a hole in one is always fun because every time they flash to that hole, always you got a shot. It. All right, yeah. so it's a sweat all four days. You're gonna have some fun with it. If it does hit, it's gonna be epic. You're gonna be, you know, like really, happy. really happy for your yeah. Super Bowl party. And listen, you're like, think of all the bullshit you're gonna bet in the Super Bowl between Rihanna's first song, Gatorade colors, the coin toss. The if you can toss. bet a coin toss, you exactly. can bet at. Plus money for a hole in one. Yeah. So yeah, you absolutely. know what? Have fun. Bet it. Whatever, man. Just go nuts. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, listen, like I said, I bet I didn't have the specific hole on 16. Fuck it. Let's go. Why not? All right. Mm-hmm. So let's get to Capper's bread and butter. Uh, we're running a little long, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll speed through it. Uh, first round yeah. leaders. So, uh, Pamela, get your pen and paper out. <laughs> and write down all the uh, So Capper, let's go. So... For whatever reason, since 2018, number 10 has gotten one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the eight, if you start on number 10. Six of the last eight, and then uh, six of the last eight have also started in the morning. Um, so take that for what it's worth. I think it's just because of the back. Yeah, guys, yeah, so I actually looked at this, too. I think this is the rationale. This is before all the drunks come in. And start making a really rowdy atmosphere in 16 and 17. You get through it, it pretty young because no one really hangs out on the front nine. So you yeah. get through your birdie holes without everybody screaming in your face. And then you take care yeah. of business on the front. I think that's actually the reason why it might be because of that. I like it. So, 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 so guys read, starting. Just, uh, just to make sure you said six of the last yep. eight started in yep. the morning and on 10. That's what you said, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Because we had, they chopped in 21. And they chopped three ways in 19, which has been the story of my fucking life so far this this year. I chopped the first two weeks, three ways. Yeah, the, the only caveat with the 2021 was I don't think there were fans at that one. It was the COVID. Oh, that was the COVID. Yeah. yeah so I threw that up, but still, that's still what five to seven. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Yeah. So so guys starting on ten, uh, who I like, uh, I'll go Keith Mitchell riding hot. Uh, coming in uh, from Pebble, good performance. Got screwed out of the program apparently because uh, Aaron Rodgers lied about his handicap. Um, so, so that's that's seventy to one. Um, Burns fifty to one. He already had first round leader here uh, at one point. Um, so give me that. And then Rory at twenty four. Let's fucking yeah. go. <laughs> Xander at twenty eight. And then I can't not play TPC Lee first round leader of the TPC Lee course at fucking eighty five to one. Let's go, KH Lee, going off at number 10. I think he's in the PM, though. But, yeah, those are my five for now. I'll probably add, like, two or three. Okay. All right, Pamela, what about you? Do you have first-round leaders? Well, I had actually um, – how I do first-round leaders is everyone that I like, top 20, top 10, to win outright. So it's every single player, which was Rory McIlroy, Scotty Shuffler, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Terrell Hatton, and Tom Kim. 
all of those. But now I'm doing what Cameron just said about starting at 10, starting in the morning. And so far, I've only gone, gone through the first three, both Rory and Morikawa starting at 10 in the morning. So let's go. That's right. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> okay. And think about that. You're getting three times the odds just to win the first round versus the entire field. So this is wow. actually also how I said that I would want to play Rory because his right. eight to one odds suck. Like I don't, yeah, I don't love that, but yeah. I'm going to play him as a first round leader. And if he doesn't win yep. the first round, then I'm going to probably bet him to win the second round. And if you get good odds, bet him in the outright market. If he's a few yeah. strokes back, just like we did yeah. with the Brown a few tournaments ago, where you could probably get him at, I don't know, like 15 or better instead probably. of the eight to one that you're getting now. So yep. love it. Okay. All right, so first round leaders for me, uh, Rory McIlroy, 21-1. He gets off to really fast starts, too. So yes. starting on 10, starting in the morning, uh, before all the drunks come in and yell at him and get in his stupid little head, according to Capper, you know, he can go 63 and get that out of the way. Uh, Cantlay, 35-1, to one, another guy who just really, you know, if he is really informed, the putter gets going, loves these overseeded greens. Uh, he can get things rolling. Sung J M 41 he can get things rolling on these overseeded greens. I like that one, too. Like uh, Taylor Montgomery, 65 to one. Maybe he just makes a billion putts, uh, on Thursday, 65. Yep. And then Taylor Pendrith, like, you know, kind of a, you know, bomber putting it really well. He's gaining over a stroke per round putting his last 12 rounds. Like that was something that really bothered him in the fall. And it seems like he's got that back. I, I, I like seeing a giant putting number from him and the guy going off on 10 in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. So nope. 90 to one on him. And then the last one too. So he's not going off on, he's in the morning, I think. Or maybe the afternoon, but I noticed that. Oh, it's actually afternoon. I noticed that Justin Thomas uh, was not in feature groups, and actually Keegan Bradley took his place. Let's go because they wanted to sack one, two, three in the FedEx Cup standings, and so Justin Thomas is with uh, I think Sahid and like Tom Hoagie or something. So I got a feeling JT gets off the fast starts too. Maybe he's a little pissed that he might be a little disrespected not being in feature groups. Uh, maybe he shoots a really nice score in the afternoon at 37 to one. Like it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I will let you know that of the six players that I mentioned that I like to win this tournament, four of them are starting in the morning and on 10. <laughs> there go. Let's go. So you got to bet <laughs> him in the go. first round later. There I like go. it. I All right. Like it. Uh, let's quickly do one and done picks. Uh, Pamela, who's your one and done pick this week? Oh, I'm not doing one and done this season. So um, let's go with. <laughs> I haven't. Rory. Rory. Yeah, Rory. I mean, last come on, guys. Last week I was like living in the Stone yeah. Age over here with no electricity and power. That's true. So That's the true. last thing I'm okay. thinking of is a one and done. No, let me yeah. go with the. Um, let's go with Xander. I like Xander. That's that's who I went with. Xander. Okay. Time. All right, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Scheffler back to back. He's my one and done pick. Like it. All right, and then official Super Bowl pick, uh, Pamela. You're a Cowboys fan, right? So I'm assuming no, it's be Chiefs. no, she's a Jags fan. Oh, my apologies, my apologies. The I assume in Texas. <laughs> my apologies, my no. apologies. The disrespect. No, okay. yes, go Jags. Duval. Um, no, give me the Chiefs money line, baby. I'm never gonna bet against Mahomes. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> well, good. I am I'm, also. I'm... I will also let you know that I'm like one in ten against the Eagles. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a Giants fan, and I've been to a lot of Giants-Eagles games. I have a lot of scar tissue. And even though I have family down in Philadelphia, I'm sorry, I cannot support the Eagles. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts has looked all that great in the playoffs, too. And uh, I just trust Andy Reid. Um, you know, we got a young quarterback with the Eagles. We got, a, you know, a young head coach as well. 
Uh, I think Chiefs are going to win, giving me the money line on them. And I think Andy Reid retires after the game with his two Super Bowls. So, oh, right. shit. There you go. Okay. So, all right. I wasn't and then my, ready for that one. There you go. And then uh, Capper is gone. Uh, I'm assuming he's <laughs> also taking the Chiefs. I'm just going to speak for him, too. So, I think he likes the Eagles. I, I know. I was, I was just kidding. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> he, like, definitely, he definitely likes it. I thought that's why he walked away because I said cheese. Yes. No, he is. Uh, he has a firm, kind of like his hate with Justin Rose and Roy McIlroy. Apparently, Travis Kelsey falls uh, in that. I think he's just jealous that Travis Kelsey, you know, is about as good as Gronk. So I think that's why he doesn't really like him. Well, if, if I, I came in on the tail end. Sorry. My dogs are going nuts. One of my teenage oh, okay. daughters, idiot friends, were pounding right. on the door. Uh, yeah, no, listen, Gronk was the guy. He wasn't a douche. He was just an idiot, right? Kelsey <laughs> is a fucking douchebag. Like, uh, like, like his Jay brother, super, super, super cool, right? And, like, I, like I don't know, man. He's just, ugh, dude, Kelsey's such a douchebag. Like, like, he's just so bad. <laughs> but Mahomes I, I can't, isn't. I can't. The Mahomes isn't. Yeah, his brother's kind of a douche. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is like it's turning into a different podcast now. <laughs> it is. Well, why don't we depend on that then? Pamela, thanks for coming on. It was always great talking golf. You. Why don't you give us a couple plugs about where to find you uh, and everything else you want to plug? Um, yeah, you can see everything that I do, video, article, whatever, on Yahoo Sports, um, on the Yahoo Sportsbook account on Twitter. If you like watching chicks who like lift 300 pound deadlifts, follow me on Instagram at footballfit35. <laughs> My Instagram is purely just like meathead shenanigans. So <laughs> there you go. Nice. All right, Capri, got anything else? No, oh, that's Pamela it. M35 on Twitter, as oh. you can see. Yep. No. Yeah, no, nothing else, man. Uh, I'll probably put out some weird fucking cross sports bets once I get access to them um, later in the week because, uh, you know, I like to burn money on silly things. Uh, so we'll do that. But other than that, man, you guys know where to find Steve uh, in the Discord. Gord channel. Yeah. This is not All on right. Twitter. Nice. He's not on Twitter. That is correct. Guys, you know what? I feel it. We're hitting our first round leader and an outright. Let's go. We go. Let's go. Double Positively. Speak it. That's it. Speak it into existence. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I know Steve will do his uh FOMO bet tomorrow night. I think this weekend before the Super Bowl, I'll probably jump on and do some uh some uh cross board parlays, make a little uh, quick hit on that and some round around matchups. And so I'm really back into that. And my ROI has been so good over the last like three or four I weeks. Have round two cross, round three. I have a cross sport one that I'm always considering. Oh, what you got? Uh, Novak Djokovic to win the French open. Okay. Or Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon okay. and the chiefs money line. Okay. You just replace that with Philly and that'll be better. There you go. <laughs> So wait, so which one? We can talk offline. The uh, we're already like an hour. The better chance for Djokovic is Wimbledon, but I really think he has a Wimbledon, but I think he has a really solid chance at the Calendar Slam. So give me Mm. him to win Roland Garros also. Okay. All right, I love it. All right, holler at us on uh, on on Twitter. Come check out our Discord. All that good shit. Uh, Great week, man. Listen, uh, football lines are sharp. Golfs aren't our sharp. So let's go break the fucking books. Let's go. (laughs) 